What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Betting Show with me, Sean Sheehan, here on SureDog.com. And there's a good bit of MMA uh, this weekend. There's a KSW show, there's a PFL show, uh, there is a UFC show, uh, and I believe there's some uh, local MMA over in the uh, the States as well, or regional MMA, I suppose uh, you would call it. And there's not absolutely massive week next week coming. I don't know how I'm going to get all my preview shows in, because I believe there's PFL... Bellator, Cage Warriors, and UFC all coming next week. Um, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely massive. We should have plenty of of bets next week. We might even get two bet shows out of it. You'd, <laughs> you'd never know. But um, had a pretty good week last week. A few of the bets hit. Obviously, the Manel Cape fight didn't happen, so that went away. Um, but it was so manic. I think everyone kind of forgot their bets, including me, in the, in the middle of uh, uh, in the middle of that UFC two seven five card. It was absolutely insane, and uh, it w- it was one of those fights where you you know you didn't mind nearly losing your <laughs> losing your money. But having said that, please bet responsibly, uh, and hopefully everyone has been doing that. And please do that again as you come into uh, to this weekend. Um, I'm going to get straight into my bets here today, everyone, because I have a lot to talk about in this. If you haven't seen my shows uh, yet, uh, I'm sure it'll be out just before this, my PFL preview. I'm going to talk a little bit more about PFL uh, today. It's on a Friday this week, so I have some bets for that. Actually, my first three bets for that, and my last two are for the UFC this weekend. But I will run you through uh, some of the other bets as well uh, here, so... Uh, make sure to check out that PFL preview of an interview as well. Uh, coming out, uh, it's probably already up by this edge with uh, with uh, Magic Miles Price, who's taking on uh, Jeremy Stevens uh, in the PFL this week. So a big big weekend of uh, of coverage for the uh, for the PFL. And my first bet is going to be from the PFL, as I mentioned. I'm going for House Mafeo at plus one sixty to win here. Uh, Mafeo is fighting Olivier Aubin Mercier, and uh, it's. Look at the fight. I, I watched a good bit of uh, of tape on, on both of them, and obviously I've seen him throughout. You know, we've seen Olivier Alban Mercier obviously in the uh, in the PFL um, or in the UFC and then in the PFL, and we have seen Hausham Mafeo in the PFL for a good while as well. Um, the reason I'm going for Mafeo here, who's sixteen and three against the fourteen and five Olivier Alban Mercier, is because of his last fight more than anything else. Now, in that fight, he beat uh, Don Madge and, and knocked him out uh, in uh, inside the, the third round. But the big issue, as I, as I mute my phone here, and uh, very professional, uh, <laughs> the big issue I had before for Hausch Mefeu was this. Uh, it was He was a very good fighter, and he'd get himself into close decisions because he didn't throw enough shots, because he didn't have enough output, and no one's no one wants to hear me giving out about judging again or, or talking about judging, but it's all about you know the amount of shots you land and the damage with which you land via those shots. He was landing some good damage, but if he had landed twice as many shots or thrown twice as many shots, he would have had twice as many damage and made the fight twice as easy to score if you were the judges. He went to a split decision with both Anthony Pettis and Jewelton Leatherback and then went to two decisions against Clay Collard and like Robsabov. Now, that's top, top quality opposition there uh, in the PFL or anywhere in the world, if we're being honest. Uh, But then he comes into the fight against Don Madge and he knocks him out in the third round. Having gone back, watched that fight. I really think that's the issue. I was looking at my, my notes 
prior to that fight and I was saying like that might be his issue against Don Madge it was that uh, inability to land enough shots it felt like he was kind of winning a lot of these fights but his opponents were throwing more shots in him and keeping themselves close keeping themselves in it and in some cases even you know coming close to uh, coming close to winning those fights I think that is the exact scenario we have here against Olivier Aubameyang he is the type of guy if if Hoshmafeu doesn't land enough shots, if he doesn't throw enough output, he will probably, it'll probably be a close decision. Let, let's be honest here. It'll probably be a, a close decision. We'll see if the, the decision betting is up here because I think it probably will be a, a decision again. But I think something kind of fundamentally changed for Hoshmafeu in that last fight. He's 30 years of age now. As I said, 19 fights into his career. He's coming to the, the prime of his career, fighting out of American top team, a very good team. Um, and it just does feel like he is uh, he is becoming the next version of himself, if we, if we want to put it like that. And I, I really like him. I think he's a good fighter. Uh, I think he'll come on the front foot um, and push the pace Again, if he can land enough shots, that will just kind of take fights away from lots of guys. He's only lost to Sydney Outlaw since, what, 2017. I lost to Matt Provola back in the day as well. But some of the guys, you know, he's beat to Marcus Jackson uh, and others as well, even on his way up after making his debut in 2011. So, as I said, he's been around a good time. What's that, 11 years now at this stage? You know, Auburn Mercier is a good fighter as well, though. You know, he he moves more than uh, than Hausch Maffeo. Um he is more kind of languid and loose on the outside. And if he can pick him off and not take too many shots from Mayfeo, I, I, look, I do think this will go to a decision. I do think this fight will go along. But as I say it again, if Mayfeo can do in this fight what he did in his last fight, I cut off that cage pretty well and land some shots, especially when Obama Mercier is coming in. I, I think he will win this fight. I, I, I think he's the better fighter all around. Now, we'll see on, on Friday night, and I might absolutely be wrong, and I'll hold my hands up if I am, but I, I just think Mafeo is a little bit better of a fighter than, uh, than Obama Mercier. And if you're looking, um, yeah, if you're looking at, at Obama Mercier's all-around game, I, I think someone like Mafeo, who can land power, and who will be happy to counter you when you're kind of playing that outside game, when you're forced to come in to land shots to win the fight, he will counter you in that uh, realm. He will look for those shots. A big part of it, again, I'll say it, is cutting off the cage and landing the shots. If he does that well and he counters Obama Mercier well, I think it's I think it's his fight to lose. Now, if he doesn't count, cut off the cage well, if he doesn't counter him well, it, it, it could be Obama Mercier's fight to lose. But I, I think my favorite will win that. And I think... He's a pretty good price, a plus 160. When I was looking, honestly, I, I, I was going to bypass this fight because I thought Mafeo would be a, a relatively big favourite, but he isn't. He is uh, he is the underdog here. So I've definitely gone for Aush Mafeo, plus 160, my first bet for this week. Um, my second bet for the week, I'm going for Martin Held. Uh, and he is uh, he is plus one thirty five here, uh, and he is fighting Nathan Schult uh, for the second uh, time in uh, in both of their respective uh, careers. Uh, Held won the first fight, and he's coming into this one obviously as the underdog again. Now, I, I spoke about this in the preview as well. Uh, you know, Held, I, I suppose, won that fight, and he's, he only fought one since and lost to Aubameyang Mercia, but it was kind of to end the big um, run of Nathan Schultz. 
and Schultz hasn't kind of been great since. You know, he's uh, he's obviously very good. You know, what was he a two-time champion in PFL, twenty-one and five? He beat Alex Martinez by a split decision after that, and lost to Aubameyang Mercier. So you know, Aubameyang Mercier has some great results over the last while. But I, I just, I just feel like Schultz has reached stage, and I said this a couple of times in a couple of different podcasts. He's only thirty years of age as well, but he has kind of been there, done that in the PFL, and it feels like maybe it's time for him to move on. He seems a little bit kind of stuck in his ways, maybe there in the PFL. But that, having said that, the guy who snapped his like really long winning streak, what was it? What about ten fights ish? The guy who snapped that is Martin Held, and he won a decision over him in twenty twenty one. Look, we know what Held is good at. He is a very good, as we saw in that fight, a very good all-around fighter. He can fight in defeat. He can wrestle. He's known for his submissions. Um, and, you know, Schultz is a very good all-around fighter as well. They're both, I would say they're they're similarly well-rounded, good in different areas. I think Schultz might have like a little bit more power on the feet, uh, whereas Held is probably a better finisher on the ground. Although, you know, Schultz has nine submissions as well, so absolutely he is he is good there as well. But uh, I look, I think if if you're to look at their la- their last fight, right, and held one down, is has Schultz improved? Now I would say he's not necessarily gotten worse. I just think he needs a new you know, a fresh lick of paint or something like that. I, I just feel like he maybe stayed one year too long in PFL. Now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just all about mercy a fight. Uh, and he'll come out again and, and he'll, you know, t- tear the roof off the house in this one. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously held he, he the same last Obama Mercy as well. But I think for that price, I, I would say Obama uh, held is the same fighter and Schulte is a little bit a little bit worse. Now, I don't like saying that about fighters and I might, I might be wrong, but I'm, I'm looking at it from that point of view and saying, what has changed between those fights and what? What is the reason that it is that price that held is plus one thirty five, and I can't come up with a reason. Again, I think it'll probably be a close fight. I think I think it'll probably be a decision, but I'm going for uh, Martin Held to win that one at plus one thirty five. And here we go, my third PFL bet. This one I'm a little bit more unsure of, but this is plus one sixty five. I'm going I'm going for Alex Martinez to win in the main event uh, against Clay Collard. Um, I was very impressed watching Alex Martinez tape, and obviously I've talked about him before on previews, and he's been in the the BFL now for a while. He lost to Schultz, and he lost to, to Rabzabov uh, in 2021. He beat Rabzabov as well before that in his debut, and he beat Stevie Ray very impressively uh, back in, in April, and I have great time for Stevie Ray. I think he's a very, very good fighter. Um if you look like and we look we all know Clay Collard he's had a great run in, in the PFL beating Anthony Pettis you know and uh, beating Jeremy Stevens in one of the fights of the year the last time out now that's uh, that's a big part as well of why I am actually picking Alex Martinez to win this fight like let me just look here what date that was that was on in April so we have April May June the 20th of April we, it's seven weeks ish is it is that six seven weeks since that that's not a lot of time to recover from a hellacious fight like that. Um, so Clay Collar will have to be on it here. You know, obviously, you know, he wouldn't have fight. Jeremy Stevens took the worst of it, I suppose, in that. But it was it was an even fight, a very fun fight. Uh, a, a fight you, you probably need three weeks off after, at least, I would say. So how much preparation has he actually had to come in here? If this fight goes long, will it be... Um, 
you know, will it be to the advantage of Martinez? Now, usually for Martinez, who's a long, languid striker from the outside who throws those wheel kicks, you know, I like that style of fighter. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit biased towards that style of fighter. As you can see on the wall up behind me, probably uh, there probably isn't too much uh, guessing what type of fighter I like. But he is that type of fighter. And I just think... He fights so clean. Like against Stevie Ray, though, he was a bit more kind of straight up boxing, and you know Stevie Ray had a good into that fight and things. But I like, uh, I like the variety of Martinez over the straight up kind of boxing with Collard. Now Collard showed in some of his fights, and I actually asked him in a in a press conference last year about coming back to MMA, you know, from boxing and what he picked up from boxing. And he kind of said to me, what he picked up from boxing is I want to be well-rounded in mixed martial arts, you know, and I want to be, uh, I want to be a guy who does a lot. I just don't want to throw punches and everything like that, which was kind of a funny answer, but still, like, I get what he's saying. And he is that, to be fair. He does throw in different sort of things, but he is mainly a boxing-orientated fighter. And against someone like Martinez, who is very much, he boxes and he throws kicks and he throws wheel kicks and he throws leg kicks. Um, I like that game to go to Martinez. I don't think there'll be much wrestling or anything in this. If Collard was to throw in a takedown, I think it'd probably be very wise, honestly, uh, in this one. But I think Collard is very much a guy who front runs as well. When he gets ahead, he kind of stays ahead. Not to say that if he doesn't get ahead, he can't come back or anything like that. But he's really good when he gets ahead of steam and he goes forward and he keeps at it. Um, And if Martinez can kind of stay loose on the outside, not take too much damage in the first three or four minutes or even in the first round, I think that's that's a good look for him. Even if he can take the first round um, and, and you know and win it kind of from the outside with not too much being landed, I think in the second it'll force Collard to kind of come on to him and I think that'll suit uh, Martinez as long as he doesn't get him taken down or anything like that. Collard will have to open up and he'll land a few shots. And I think he can. You know, I, I think... That kicking style, that high kicking style against someone who is more of a straight up boxer, can be very, very effective. And I think he'll kick the legs as well if he's uh, if he's standing more straight up. And I think that'll play to his advantage. And like if this is a striking matchup, like we, we see most of Martinez's fights, he is he's taken down. You know, people want to get him to the ground immediately. I I, I don't think Clay Collard will do that. You know, I really don't think Clay Collard will do that. And and if he doesn't, it's a dangerous fight. It's a, look, it's a dangerous fight to fight Clay Collard standing up as well. But I just think Martinez is a little bit more well-rounded. Um, he's only 28 years of age. He's young. He's, you know, fresh coming into this. Only 11 fights into his career. And, uh, yeah, I'm going for him. I'm going for Martinez to win this one. His price again, plus 165. Right, let's head on over to the ultimate fighting championship for the next bet. Uh, and my one is from the main event, Calvin Cater versus Joshua Emmett. Uh, Cater, tur- uh, 23 and 5. Uh, Emmett, 17 and 6. And the bet I'm going for here, I'm going for the fight to finish. So the fight doesn't go to a decision at plus 100. So put on 100 quid, you win 100 quid. Um, and I was, I was very close to saying the fight does go to a decision, but I, I, I was thinking of it from one point of view, right? So, Emmett has lots of knockouts, but his last two fights have gone to a decision. So I was kind of thinking, right, if he's not knocking everyone out, especially recently, Calvin Cater is a guy, we saw in a Max Holloway fight, that man can take an unmerciful amount of damage. This is obviously over five rounds as well. 
But when you and, and that's grand, you look at it from that point of view, who is more likely to knock who out and with a one one punch knockout? Josh Emmett, I would say. But then you look at it and say, well, Calvin Cater has one of the best chins in mixed martial arts. Now this is this may sound a bit idiotic what I'm saying uh, overall here, but I, I'm trying to just I'm trying to convince myself in my brain. But so then you look at there's actually two people fighting here, right? <laughs> Calvin Cater will be throwing shots back at him. It won't be just Josh Emmett trying to knock him out, but Emmett will be landing damage. Cater will be landing damage, and then Emmett will be landing damage, and then Cater will be landing damage, and we have five full rounds of that. With Cater is uh, you know one of the the most volumized. Fighters, is that is that probably not the correct word, but he throws more volume than almost anyone. Look, if Max Holloway wasn't in the division, he'd probably be way ahead. Emmett throws lots of punches. He's good wrestling, good on the ground as well. This is one of those fights where I just think there'll be so much leather thrown that it'll be hard to go five rounds without a finish. Now, Cater has 10 decisions in his 23 fights. He has uh, 13 that uh, finish inside the distance. Uh, Emmett has 9 decisions in 17 and 8 inside the distance. So it's uh, basically half and half, you know, for both of them. Um, And that's their wins. And, you know, um, uh, Josh Emmett has won knockout loss and Calvin Cater has won submission loss. So, you know, they haven't been finished that much. But... Five rounds at this level, there aren't that many fights that way that especially guys at this level don't win. Um, I just think there is going to be so much damage in this fight. I really do. I really think this is going to be an all-out war. Now, maybe I'm wrong and maybe you know, Emmett more than likely gets the takedown here and lays on top of him and there isn't that much damage. But I, when, when I envisage this fight, I haven't gone back and watched it, you know, bits of both of them uh before before doing this i i just think there's gonna like i'm not i'm not giving any technical breakdown here or ending or even giving an indication of who might win but i just think someone will lose and someone will get hurt like look a little bit like the glover to share a yeri prohashka fight last week like who if, if you know if you were to say right at the two minute mark or whatever it was of the fifth round who's going to win this fight if it finishes. You probably say, "Well, well, maybe not the two minute mark mar- around the, the mark of the fifth round because uh, uh, Yuri was hurt and all that." But if you were to say, at, like the four four minute mark of the fourth round, someone's going to get finished in the fifth round. You got like it could be either guy. Both have taken big damage. Both have been hurt. Okay, Glover's ahead or whatever. But this is this is a fight that could go anyway, and I wouldn't be surprised if it got finished. I would say the same for for this fight in Cater against Emmett. If it goes that way, like if, and I think it will, but it isn't if. If it turns into that war, if it turns into one guy winning one round, another guy winning another round, another guy, and I, the, the judges will probably be paying for, praying for it to, to finish in the fifth round to save them a job. And I think it could be. Like, it could be even like a fifth round finish. I'll pull that up in a second. It might be a, a flyer bet. So, yeah, that's what I'm going for. I'm going for that fight uh, to win inside the distance, and that is at plus 100. Right. My flyer of the week. I've gone for a true flyer. And I, do you know what? I think I'm going to be gone for true flyers from now on. Like, I want to go be gone for 7, 8, 9, 10, 20 to 1 flyers. That's the sort of thing I want to be gone for for my flyer. This flyer bet is not a bet that should be on a record or anything like that. This should be just out there. It's a mad one. If it happens, it happens. So my flyer bet I'm going for this week, I'm going for Joel Ozan to submit Donald Cerrone, and that is plus 700. So 7 to 1 here for Joel Ozan to submit Cowboy Donald Cerrone. Um, 
a big reason I've gone for this is the fight was supposed to happen a couple of weeks ago. There was COVID or something like that. Wasn't able to happen, and now it's happening here. And I don't think Donald Cerrone will deal with that too well. Now, he's a guy who's taken fights in short notice and all of that, but it, his mentality... Having been so prepared for that last fight, having gotten so emotional, you know, talking about his son seeing him fighting for the last time and all this before that. How long did it take him to recover from that? How is he going to feel emotionally again? Like, is he going to be coming in like thinking, oh God, here we go, I have to go through all these emotions again. Like, how does that affect you? Do you start thinking differently? Then you start, do you start being unnatural and all of that? And then you get into the fight. Suddenly you have Joe Lawson across from you throwing bombs. And like Joe Lawson is a finisher as well. You know, Joe Lozon is an absolute finisher. Like, 28 wins, 15 losses, 17 wins by submission. 17 wins by submission for Joe Lozon. And he's 7-1 to one to get a submission. And Cerrone's only been submitted once. You know, he's won 17 by, times uh, by submission as well. So maybe this, I wonder, is there a bet for the fight in by submission? Let's look at that in a, in a second here uh, when I get to it. But I, I just feel like, like, coming into the last fight, I think I was probably picking Donald Cerrone. And I... I just think Cerrone like a little bit bigger and Joe Lozon is kind of, you know, both of them being kind of out, for, out of the game for a while. Cerrone hasn't fought since, when well, May last year, so it's not that long. When was Lozon's last fight? Uh, it was in 2019, so yeah, he has been out of the game a little bit longer. He did win that fight and he looked good against Jonathan Pierce and he got a stoppage in that fight as well. And you know, it's been a while, I mentioned Marcin Held earlier on, he actually he fought and beat Marcin Held in 2017 as well. And it's been a while since he's got a submission all the way back in, is it 2000? Is it 2012? The last time he got swing. Okay, that's. Can I retract this bet? No, no, I'm, I'm still, I'm still going with it. I just feel like, look, my, oh, this is how I see this fight going. I think they'll both come out. They'll come out swinging. They'll come out swinging and banging. I feel like Cerrone will catch a shot, go down, and Lozon will take his back and choke him. That's how I see this fight going. Maybe early. First round submission, something like that. A, a rear naked choke, Joe Lozon. That's how I see this fight going. Um, I mean, no, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm absolutely wrong. But uh, Cerrone, look, Cerrone didn't actually fight as uh, many quick turnarounds as people make out in his career. I remember I went back and I did it once. He did it a few times, uh, absolutely. And especially at one year, he did a lot. But um, I think this sort of a, a year-long layoff at this stage of his career... I, I don't know if that's the best thing for him in the world, and I don't know if he is the same fighter he once was. Like he wasn't he wasn't looking amazing uh, when he fought in in recent fights. And look, it's hard to know where Lozan is as well. Was he just retired? Was he obviously doing for the last three years? I don't know. But I I, I just think Lozan probably be able to put himself together better than Cerrone will. I think at this stage. So I'm going for Lozan. I might be wrong. Who knows? But the submission seven to one. I like it. I love it. Let's go for that. So, right, I will recap those bets in a second, but let's look at some of the other bets. So, I was mentioning cards. There's an ACA card uh, this weekend uh, as well. Um, Husimal Pal Harris is on that. He's plus uh, 375. He's fighting Ibrahim uh, Magomedov. And, uh, you know, there's probably loads of other fights on that as well. There's a CES 69 card on. Uh, this weekend, Chad Kelly on the card, Jeremy May, Mike Rodriguez, uh, Dion Rubio is a, is a big uh, favourite there in that one. Uh, anyway, PFL, let's get to PFL here. So I'll give you the straight up bets on some of these. There aren't any props up at the moment, uh, but maybe closer to the fight time. 
he will be able to get them. So Alex Martinez uh, is plus one. Uh, what did I say? It was plus one sixty-five now uh, against uh, against your guy Clay Collard to win in the in the main event. Uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. See him here. Uh, actually, just look at Martinez. Actually moved to plus one seventy. So plus one sixty-five, plus one seventy-ish. Antonio Carlos Jr. is minus eight hundred of a Brucey Soto. I think that's just about right. Plus five fifty. Uh, uh, I talked about that, and I talked about most of these on the, on, the, um, on all of them, even on the uh, preview show. So I will leave it to there. But I'll just go through the prices anyway. Oh, Mercia minus one ninety plus one sixty. Mafia is one of my bets for the week. Miles Price is uh, a big underdog plus three eighty five minus five twenty five for Jeremy Stevens. Amari Akhmadov is rightly, I think, a favorite minus uh, five twenty five. Although Amari Akhmadov, I don't think is much of a killer as his last fight suggests. So the plus three eighty five for Theodorus. I wouldn't go for it to be honest, but it might be bad value at that price. I don't, uh, yeah, he's not great, but I, I would go for Akhmadov. Um, plus one thirty-five, minus one fifty-five for Nathan Schultz and Martin Held. Martin Held with the plus money there. Dylan Manches plus two forty-five. Uh, Meliano Sardi minus three ten. I wouldn't be go. I wouldn't be taking Sardi at that price to be honest. I wouldn't take him at that price. Rob Wilkinson minus three twenty plus two fifty for uh, Pesta. Rob Wilkinson's been very impressive recently. Love this fight. Everyone knows uh, my opinion on this one. If you watch the preview, minus one eighty for Josh Silvera. Martin Hamlet plus one fifty five. Oh, I, I'd nearly go for Silvera. That that's that's the type of price you'll never get in Silvera again if it goes well for him. Because this guy could be an absolute phenom. His wrestling, his jujitsu are brilliant. That's one that's going to be fighting. Maybe not fighting tonight, but it'll be battling tonight for me. Love that fight. Um, I'll just pop down to KSW here uh, quickly. Errol Zimmerman is on the card. Minus, uh, minus 255. Martin Rosalski plus uh, 185. There's some very good fights on this. Donovan Desmet, a former cage wearer's title contender. Uh, minus 115. He's fighting Arthur Savinsky. Great fight. Uh, minus 115 uh, as well. So a very even matchup there. Daniel Harris on the card against Boris Mankowski. That's a big fight for KSW. Plus 240 for Torres. Minus 300 for Mankowski. Uh, Sebastian Rakowski uh, is also on this as well. Is his brother on the card? He's not. They're usually on the card together. Uh, he's fighting Martin uh, Zelinski. Um, Rakowski is the underdog. Plus 320 minus uh, 425 for Zielski. So uh, a really good card there. Roman Zemanski is on the card as well. Minus 220 over uh, Valu uh, Mirsa. So, you know, very, very good card there. And I believe my guy uh, Sean Dini has a preview up on severemay.com and should you be able to watch it there and follow here as well on, uh, on um, Sherdog.com to uh, to see all the results and, and f- follow the card. But the uh, UFC this weekend, um, the main event, minus 235 for Calvin Cater, Josh Emmett, plus 190. I'm a little bit surprised uh, at that. Um I think uh, I think it probably should be a little bit closer, honestly, than that. But that's a good price if you just fancy Josh Emmett straight up plus one ninety five. Uh, as I mentioned, the fight uh, finishes inside the distance plus one hundred. If you fancy Cater submission, it's plus one thousand here, plus plus two thousand actually here. Emmett by submission plus two fifty. Uh, Emmett KO plus four hundred. Cater KO minus one ninety. So. Cater, big favourite there, especially get the KO. Right, that Emmett KO plus four hundred. 
not a bad bet at all. That's not a that's not a bad bet at all. Which uh, bet did I? Oh, I, t- I said I'd look at uh, if there was Cerrone and Laws on to finish uh, by submission. We'll see if we can if there is a prop for that. Cerrone minus one sixty five to win straight up Laws on plus one forty five. So. Uh, very close betting there, honestly, very very close. But uh, Cerrone just about uh, the the favourite there. Uh, Laws on submission, as I said, plus uh, seven hundred. Cerrone submission plus nine hundred. If you fancy that, is there a bet the fight uh, finishes in a submission? Uh, Laws on submission in round one is plus two two zero zero. I like that. I like that bet. Uh, either fighter wins by submission. It's one place has it plus uh, two fifty, another place has it plus four eighty. Uh, I I don't mind that. I I take the plus four eighty. I I bite your hand off for that plus four eighty. Uh, but yeah, we'll move on to the next fight. Kevin Holland is a minus uh, two sixty favor over Tim Means. Uh, I was looking at Kevin Holland inside the distance here. Let me just our uh, Kevin Holland by a uh, uh, TKO KO, and that's plus two hundred. It's it's a little bit sharp for me. A little bit short for me. Um, if that, you know, if we're talking plus 300 there, sorry, as I choked it out, I'd probably go for it. But plus 200 is just not enough. Just not enough for me. <coughs> dying here. Dying, lads. But, um, yeah, I, I, I would go for Holland in that fight, but I'd probably bet him straight up in an ACK or something if I was going for there. Albert Jurev, as well as a minus uh, 110, sorry, minus 210 favourite over Jackie Buckley, plus 175. Isma Gulov, minus 160 against Kutaladze, plus 140. A lot of people very intrigued and looking forward to that fight. Two prospects coming through there. Gregory Rodriguez, minus 200. Marquez, plus 170. Marquez is a guy I just like can't trust in a fight. Uh, Jasmine is minus uh, two fifty against Natalia Silva plus uh, two hundred. I just I uh, just didn't go for Jazz Davisius at all. Oh, did I get it right? Jazz Davisius is that correct? I think I got it right. Um, Adrian Yanez minus three fifty. Tony Kelly Claire's finest a plus two seventy. There's about seven people watching that. I'll get that joke. Corn McGee minus one twenty plus one hundred for Jeremy Wells. Jeremiah Wells never bet never ever bet against Court McGee. Court McGee by decision. Let's see what that is. Can I get it McGee twin uh inside this is Queen McKee by decision plus 150 love it that's that's the bet for there Danny Chavez plus 235 Ricardo Hamas minus 300 Gloria De Paul I missed that one minus 265 Oliveira plus 215 Deron Wynn against Phil Hawes that's an interesting fight plus 210 for Deron Wynn Phil Hawes minus 260. I probably would go for Hawes, but you never know what they're on win. And then Kyle Dawkins and Roman Delidze. Delidze is the underdog there. Minus, sorry, plus 195. And Dawkins is minus 240. All right, everyone. I will leave it there. I'll recap my bets again for the week. I'm going for Hausch Mefeu, Martin Held, and Alex Martinez in the PFL. Plus 160 for Mefeu, plus 135 for Held, and plus 165. All plus bets this week. For Martinez, fight doesn't go to a decision in the main event in the UFC between Cater and Emmett. That's plus 100. And for my flyer of the week, I'm going for Joe Lowe's on J-Low to submit Donald Cerrone plus 700. If you like in the first round, you can get it plus 2,200. All right, I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com. And I'll see you, everyone. See you all next time.